Hey, what up fam? It's your boy Norm, and I would like to welcome you to episode 78 of The Evangelical Norm. Um, I titled this week, The Future of Everything, because, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, things are getting ridiculous. We'll just put it like that. It just, straight out, with everything going on between Kevin Hart and the Oscars and transgender men in or transgender women i don't even know how you dudes who feel pretty who, who think they look pretty um competing in women's sports we'll put it like that um lauren daigle which we talked about last week but feeds into everything that we're talking about the apparently the future of everything is trans and that is like in the hierarchy of victimology that is where you land on, that's the trump card, um, no pun intended. So, as you all know, this week Kevin Hart was, uh, was going to host the Oscars. He was pegged to do that, and then somebody dug up his tweets from over a decade ago, I believe, that had homophobic words in it I, I'm, I'm sure he used the word fag or something like that which was part of his repertoire years ago um, obviously with the politically correct culture that we've come into it is probably not so much now but um, I mean here's the deal I mean Kevin Hart most of his movies are pretty family friendly I like to clown on him, but I actually like him as an actor in most of his movies um, that I've seen him in. I don't really care much for his stand-up, simply because it's a little too vulgar for me. And um, I prefer not to be bombarded with F-bombs and stuff like that. So, But he was going to, you know, to, to go drag out things from years ago is ridiculous. The same thing happened with uh, the dude who won the Heisman, and I... Excuse me, I don't know his name. Um, I don't pay enough attention to college sports, but I do know that apparently when he was 15 years old, he uh, made some tweets that were um, apparently quote-unquote homophobic. Those got dug up, and I don't know what the bottom line is with him, but, you know, he's being called for him to apologize, you know, I wouldn't doubt if there are people who are calling for them to strip him of the Heisman, um, which would be ridiculous. But nobody's safe anymore. Um, and again, this just brings us back to, to uh, Kurt Kennedy's um, album, The Appendix, and the song Gay is the New Black. Um, back in the, the late... 70s early 80s I mean the civil rights culture is what ultimately brought around the change in the Mormon church they're going to tell you it was a prophecy so be it um, but the fact that there were so many schools that would not play Brigham Young University because of the attitude towards African Americans the attitudes towards people of color um, and so on brought about that change that was about as extensive as 
you know, there were some changes that were made in schools and policies and stuff like that. But it never even went as far as what people, what organizations and, and people are doing for the trans community. Uh, NBA and NFL and WWE and so on. Places, people, uh, corporations, sporting, sports entertainment are pulling their events from certain states because of bathroom laws and things like this and which you know I don't know the NBA ever pulled a championship game out of a city because of racism or the NFL pulling uh a Super Bowl out of a city or any of those things because of racism but because of you know offense towards trans people so many things are are changing and, and complaints are being made and threats are being made. Uh, you know, comedians and athletes and people who are being forced to uh, apologize or withdraw. I mean, Kevin Hart ultimately withdrew from hosting the Oscars because of this. Um, again, it nobody's safe. It's it's become like this ridiculous thing that and no anything you've done in the past uh will come back to haunt you um i believe a couple years back i don't know if you uh louis giglio was or giglio or however he pronounces his name i don't know uh worship leader was uh removed from an event because of things that he had said um you know pastors and pre and sermons that they've preached in the past are are causing them to not be able to do certain things and so on. And so, and sporting events, there, so many stories came out this last week and, um, you know, of guys in Australia who are playing handball in women's leagues and dominating and, um, you know, high school students who are trans, who are boys who are competing in women's events and dominating. Uh, you know, a couple of years back, Fallon Fox, I think is the dude's name, uh, guy who thinks he's a girl in UFC fighting and uh, fighting among women and broke a, and cracked, uh, cracked a girl's skull. And, and the domination and, you know, stories saying that at some dude who is in some pageant has, you know, is favored to win and Caitlyn Jenner and, uh, and here, here's my rule. <laughs> I will call you by whatever name you want to be called by. I am not calling Caitlyn Jenner her, no matter how much Twitter threatens to take me off of Twitter. I'm not going to call someone with an X and a Y chromosome her you're a him deal with it bottom line but gets at a, you know, i don't know woman of the year or whatever you know here's the deal this should infuriate feminists and and you know people who have fought for years for women's rights because this whole issue with the trans community women aren't going to be able to win anything in women's sports anymore because men who identify as women are going are going to come in and dominate and they're going to win everything 
And apparently we're going to get to the point because, I mean, I know that during the eight years of Barack Obama's uh, presidency, so many people, I'm, I'm Janine Garofalo for one that sticks out to me, was if you disagreed with the president at any time, you were racist because you were disagreeing with him because he was black. So to disagree with Kevin Hart a few years ago would have caused you to be racist, but the fact that you disagree with him because his statements are against trans, well, that trumps the racist thing. So the homophobia thing in the hierarchy of political correctness, it, it, it seems like trans is the pinnacle. You can't say anything that would offend. You, you, can, you can offend black people before you can offend gay people before you can offend trans people. Um, because even we've seen stories about gay and lesbian groups and uh, who have made comments about trans people who have been forced to apologize. So we've been given our hierarchy, you know, my, heterosexual minorities, homosexual minorities, and then transsexual. And you just cannot, for whatever reason offend trans people and this whole podcast may because of what i'm saying and so on is probably going to get me removed from youtube and kicked off of twitter and maybe they'll shut down my facebook who knows um but it's become it has really totally become ridiculous the way that nobody can say anything political correctness has run amok and it's taking away free speech it's taking away freedom of expression you can't be a comedian you can't say anything you know in any way offensive i mean here's the it used to be we used to have that saying that sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me and it's still true in my life and so the fact that people are going, well, words are destructive. No, they're only destructive if you believe them. They're only destruction if you allow them to be destructive. I mean, I was bullied and called names and so many things through my life. And I just blew it off. And it works. It really works if you just let stuff roll off your back. You know, thick skin. Like a duck, just let it roll off your back. And it works. If somebody says something that offends you, you walk away and you let it go. You don't watch them. You know, capitalism is an amazing thing that if if a entertainer or a company or something says something that you don't like, you just don't spend your dollars there. And if enough people just, you don't even have to boycott. Just don't do it. Just don't, don't, no need to organize or anything like that. I don't get involved in boycotts. You know, but if you just stop spending your money, stop going to their movies, stop watching them, they're affected. We don't need to shut people down. I mean, that is what you see with, with Kevin Hart and other groups and, 
people like Lauren Daigle, who I certainly hope she knows the truth. As a professing Christian, I hope she truly knows. And it was just the political correct thing for her to do, which is, I mean, there's a problem with that in and of itself. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before men, if you, if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before my father. Lauren Daigle's walking on some pretty thin ice right there. But whether or not it was the political correct thing to do, um, it's literally the de- the the definition of facet fa- fascism. The trans community is absolutely fascist. You can't have said anything 10, 15 years ago if you said anything remotely homophobic or transphobic or quote unquote transphobic they're going to shut you down. That is literally the definition of fascism. Suppressing those in opposition. And the trans community has cornered the market on that. I mean, it is, it, it's ridiculous. It has gotten out of control. You know, and, and then you've got the other side of things where, you know, and, and again, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I always want to come at this and look at this from, from a Christian angle. I mean, I don't like people who blaspheme. I don't like foul language, but, and, and I absolutely don't like people who take the Lord's name in vain. And when I'm at work and when I'm with other people, I will make that clear. Please don't do that. Does that mean they absolutely have to stop? No. Am I going to use position or anything to punish them if they don't? No. I'm going to ask them again and I'm going to hope that they would honor that. You know, but I'm not going to go back 15 years and find, well, look here, you blasphemed here. Now I'm going to use my position as a manager or whatever to dock your pay or fire you because of this. No. I mean, all I can do is say, hey, it bothers me when you use that those terms. If When you use my Savior's name as a swear word, uh, it bothers me. Please don't do that. And that's as far as it goes. But literally, the trans community and so on are getting people fired and losing their opportunities because of things that they've said. You know, and I mean, even it, it goes into to, to racial comments and stuff. We've seen it with Roseanne Barr. We've seen it with all kinds of people who have made. And, you know, I, I didn't have as much an issue with Roseanne's statement as I would say. Uh, I can't even think of the guy's name that played Kramer that years back when he went on a, a tirade using the N word in a stand up comedy show. I was far more bothered by that. And felt rightly that, you know, he was fired for what happened and, and so on. But, you know, and again, maybe just because I wasn't bothered by Roseanne's statement doesn't mean she didn't deserve. But, again, we ABC, uh, corporations have the right to fire whoever they want to fire. For whatever reasons they want to fire them. That's on them. But shutting down people because of things that they've said... 
I find it ridiculous and it's dangerous because very soon, and this is where we move into the Christian sphere, it's going to it's going to come down to the fact that, and we've already seen it, and that we're seeing it in other countries where people are arrested for making statements like homosexuality is a sin, transgenderism is is a mental illness, and sinful. We're seeing people arrested for those things. We're seeing street preachers and evangelists and so on shut down for statements like that. So where do we come, where do we stand on this as Christians? You know, and and how do we deal with that? And in the in the Christian sphere, it it the pendulum swings completely to the other side where statements that are made and again, I I would not say Pull pulpit and pens, Twitter feed for what they said to Jackie Hill Perry, but I'll never read anything that they do and uh, say or podcasts or any of those things from them after they made fools of themselves with the statement that they made to Jackie Hill Perry on her Twitter, where she had said something about you know white Christianity and s- some other things that you know. Try, and it, this was even it wasn't even directed towards white people. This was directed towards the woke people who th- would say that Christianity is a white man's religion, that it was, you know, formed in in Europe and so on, and don't understand the the Afrocentric origins of Christianity and the the African uh, forefathers and church fathers that. You know, Athen or Athanasius and Augustine and Nicholas and and many of these early church fathers were African, and this was the statement she was making, that talking to to people like, you know, um, I just went completely blank, uh, Charlemagne the God, you know, and in the Power Hour radio show I'm don't live in those areas and I don't listen to them so forgive me for my ignorance on what it is but I've heard many clips where he's done interviews with people and he always comes back to this whole issue of you know Christianity is a white man's religion and it was formed in Europe and blah 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 and that's just not true many of the earliest Christians were African you know we see it in in the Bible in the book of Acts with the Ethiopian and Philip but I've digressed. I, I went completely off topic. But so this is what Jackie Hill was. These were the people she was uh, addressing that Christianity is not a white man's religion. And then Pulpit and Penn decided they were going to go after her background and ethnicity and gender all in one tweet and say that it didn't belong to black butch women either. And it was just like, uh, way to miss the point. But, you know, that pendulum swings in so many different, to, to such extremes. But where should we stand as Christians in this? Ultimately, it's a fight for free speech. And ultimately, what it comes down to is we need to speak truth in love. And it can be done. It honestly can be done. We can preach the truth. We can preach about sin and hell and repentance and redemption in love. 
we can preach it in a way that it doesn't offend people. You know, and the cross is going to offend many people. But we don't have to be intentionally offensive. It's the reason why, I mean, I love my evangelist brothers that go out and and preach at the LDS temple, at conference, and, and so on. But I don't... I don't join in with and I don't condone the statements that they make that are intentionally offensive. And statements like, I mean, part of the Mormon belief is that God was once a man on a planet that had to live a life just like we do and had to repent and put his trust in whatever savior they had and do the the laws and whatever was required of them to gain exaltation and so on on that world. Uh, and so a lot of the guys that go out there, excuse me, um, sorry, to the LDS temple will make statements like, and truthfully, and I don't have a problem with them saying, your God may have sinned, but then they, they go right to the extremes. Your God could be a pedophile. Your God could be a homosexual. And intentionally offensive for no good reason. When you go that extreme, I think it there's a lack of love in there. My personal opinion does not mean I'm going to shut them down. I'm just going to choose not to go to that extreme. I would be willing to show pictures like Abolish Human Abortion shows of dismembered, and I do it on my Twitter and so on, of of aborted children. There are people that would say that's too extreme. So, there again, there's opinions and so on, but we as Christians need to be willing to speak truth in love, and it can be done. I mean, we just need to be careful of what we say without watering down truth. How do we do that? Very carefully, very prayerfully. Um, And then we just, we stand firm on that. You know, we, again, we recognize issues. And, and, uh, you know, we... We recognize that transgenderism is ultimately uh, a mental uh, illness the same as anorexia or bulimia or any of these. We love those people, but we have to maintain the fact that those things are sin and, and deal with it from there. But we have to be willing to share truth in love, uh, but not compromise, like Lauren Daigle did. Um, Not apologize for statements that are true, but be willing to understand things that are overly offensive without the need. You know, going to the extreme, like, the Westboro Baptist cult, uh, you know, God hates fags. That's, there's no love in that. There's absolutely no love in that. If you've ever been part of that and, or done that, that would be something that should be repented of. 
but God wants homosexuals to repent and put their trust in him. And if they don't, they're going to hell. Doesn't mean God hates them. Meeting out true justice does not require hate. Punishing sin does not require hate. It requires justice. It requires holiness. And it requires a good judge, which God is. And he will judge. And we have to stand firm on what the Bible declares to be sin and call those people to repentance. That's where we come from as Christians. And it means we, we measure our words. We think hard about the things that we say before we say them. And a lot of times when we're out on the street and so on, we don't have that opportunity. Sometimes we say things without thinking about it. Sometimes those are things we need to repent for. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're, they're, they offend somebody rightfully. A righteous offense as opposed to an intentional evil offense. So it just means we, we require some introspection, some prayer, um, and the desire to be loving in calling people to repent. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, I'll leave it at that. There's not much more that I can say. But ultimately, I mean, as I, as I watch what's happening in the world today, and the more and more I see people being shut down, the, the more worried I am that it's going to affect those of us in the church. And we're going to see men like myself that go out on the street and evangelize and call people to repent. And guys like Ray Comfort and guys like Jeff Durbin and uh, James White and uh, Pastor Callie and all these guys that go out and stand on the streets and uh, preach the truth. Um, uh, Emilio Ramos uh, in Texas. Um, you know, all these guys, we're going to start seeing men like that get arrested for the things that they say. Free speech is going to, to be lost to a degree. And ultimately is the and and this was the, the the thing and what I ultimately thought of when I started looking at Kevin Hart and so on and the future being trans. Uh, the only pe the only person that's going to be able to get work anytime in the future is probably going to be RuPaul. Because anybody else who has said anything at any point in time in their life. Obviously, the internet doesn't forget. And they're going to go back and they're going to find that stuff. And the, again, the, the lowest common denominator is going to be those who, the ones who, who win in the end. And that's going to be the, the most minority that you can get. I was thinking I was just watching Pitch Perfect uh, recently and... I think it's in Pitch Perfect 2 where Cynthia Rose, uh, they're arguing amongst themselves as, as the singers. And the one uh, Latina girl says, you know, blame the minority. And Cynthia Rose says, I'm black, female, and gay. 
Well, there you go. The the trifecta of minority and then you add in the, the dude who thinks you know, the black the black guy that thinks he's a girl and and there's your, your pinnacle of political correctness and minority um, success, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, and as Christians, we have to be willing to stand on what is true and speak out against those things. So, there you have it. Uh, a crazy week. Pray for... Um, Pray that, pray that God holds back for however long we, we can maintain it. Holds back this flood of persecution that's going to come across the, the states. And it's going to come. It is absolutely going to come. And it's going to shut down a lot of preachers. It's going gonna, it's gonna to scare a lot of people into not preaching the gospel. And if you feel like you're a guy, someone, a guy, girl, whoever who's called to preach the gospel, be willing. Stand firm and be willing to be arrested. Be willing to be persecuted for the proclamation of the truth. I am. I'm, I'm willing and, and ready to do it when it comes. And we should be doing it all that much, that much more before it comes. While we still have the, the ability to, to preach those things freely, we need to be out there preaching the truth because uh, there's going to come a time when they're going to try to take that freedom away and we're seeing it it's it's starting and it's starting in you know politically correct speech and so on and guys who have nothing to do with the gospel like Kevin Hart are are being shut down for things they say how long until we as as Christians who have a message that is going to offend are going to be shut down for the things we say. So, while we have the time, and even after we don't, preach the gospel at all times, use words, they're necessary, and until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.